The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. I'm assuming, Andy Rice, um, that you are hidden in the ether, the wonders of the internet, somewhere in deep space nine or, or thereabouts. Good evening, Andy Rice. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Happy New Year. There, there you are. There you are, Andy Rice. Lovely yeah, to have you. In, uh, in outer space. Well, we might even get onto a topic quite close to that in a moment. I, I hope so, because it, it's, a, it's a good topic to do. Um, there are not too many ad campaigns around at this time of the year, not, certainly not any new ones, and I, I don't know whether or not December was full of sort of Christmas advertising of any worth or any relevance or anything worth mentioning. Yeah, I started to look around for, for work that I'd seen very recently uh, that I was, I was either keen on or, or repulsed by. And I realized, in fact, that neither applies because there isn't, as you say, very much new stuff around. So I thought, well, maybe we should zoom out from the actual work and take a slightly uh, wider screen look at the uh, the industry in general and, and at uh, the year ahead without falling into the trap of trying to forecast things, but just looking at some of the potential influences in, in 2021 and what I think of what we've achieved thus far in certain fields. Off you go then. Well, um, let me start with, with the zero, I think, if I may, um, because I, I think... Um, We've let the government down. We've let the country down. And when I say we, I mean the entire brand communications industry. Anyone who has a role in trying to influence people uh, in terms of their behavior. This was brought home to me quite strongly during the presidential uh, family meeting address last night when, uh, when he started to talk about the different uh, options open to the government in terms of, of coping with the terrifying second wave. And uh, it, it struck me that um, all that we have really been able to give the government in terms of, of weaponry, if you like, um, is uh, a lot of uh, informative pieces of advertising about knowledge building uh, in, t- in terms of the issue um, and the threat of, of compulsion and punishment. But neither of those is particularly uh, relevant, in my opinion, to the motivation that is required. So you ask yourself, in, in, in related fields, uh, why do people smoke? Do they smoke because, despite the fact they have the knowledge that it's not good for them? Yes, of course they do. So it's not a lack of knowledge that's, that's uh, discouraging people from smoking uh, or allowing them to become smokers. It's absolutely about something far more uh, elusive and slippery and emotionally driven, um, which is about image. People smoke because they think they look cool. People drive fast and in excess of the speed limit because they get a thrill from it. You know, people will will perhaps reject safe sex because they are um, uh, emotionally convinced that that uh, that's the best behaviour in terms of, of uh, a, uh, the, their partners. Now, um, smoking, safe sex, speeding. All of them, we all know, we have the knowledge, we know what is required, we know what is the, is the upside and the downside, and yet we take a, a decision to uh, re- reject the, that, the, what that knowledge tells us. There's, you know, you, you want to be part of the Peter Stuyvesant set, you want to be part of the, uh, of the cool people around town, and so you're prepared to take these risks. We need to find the emotional hook 
We need to find the, the, uh, the message that goes way beyond saying, here are the things you must do. And I know I've said this before. Here are the reasons why. Um, because they're insufficient. They're clearly not persuading anybody. And if anything, it's getting worse. The cases are going up. And the impact, I suspect, of the advertising is going down. So I think that as the so-called persuasion experts, the communication gurus, the whole industry must stand up and, and ask themselves, have we really done enough? Have we done enough? Uh, look in the mirror and say, well, actually, I don't think we have. All we've really done is, is, is put a lot of effort, admittedly, into, into producing some work that is informative and at times quite witty or, or slick or, or punny, whatever it may be. Um, but have we actually gone beyond doing that and perhaps doing a bit of brand building along the way for those companies who are generous enough to contribute to uh, bodies like the Solidarity Fund? And the answer has to be, if you're honest with yourselves, no. And I think that as the experts, we should be convening forums. We should be convening uh, in Darbas to, to really say, how can we go beyond just telling people what they need to know? How can we motivate them? That's the word I'm looking for in the area that we're playing in here. Where is the motivation? Where is the excitement? Where is the preference to adhere to the guidelines um, and how do we communicate that preference rather than just saying, here are the facts, get on with it. So I'm going to give a big zero to myself included as a member of that industry. <laughs> I just don't think we've done enough. You know, advertising is about influence. Advertising is about changing behavior. Um, and you change behavior when you encourage somebody to engage in an action or to buy a product or a service. That is what advertising does. You would think, therefore, that same, those same psychology, those same strategies could be utilized to change human behavior in a crisis. And there is no bigger crisis in the world right now, and certainly not in South Africa, than the impact that COVID-19 is having on all of us. You're absolutely right. And um, uh, I think that, that the circumstances would never be, if you like, more fertile for a significant behavior change. It is the most most difficult aspect of, of, of communication of to get people ingrained uh, not more than habits their preferences their 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 um uh, the way they've always behaved and the way they've seen their peers behave but it's just not good enough unfortunately we need to get people saying i understand why it would be uh, better for me there's a there's a massive amount of selfishness that needs to be deployed here because it works um if if, if it looks like i'm going to benefit from it i will do it and we don't at the moment have the message that conveys that successfully to the massive population who are sadly daily becoming less adherent to the, the principles of, of, of what the pandemic requires. Yeah, and until you give me something alternative to think about, I'm just going to feel increasingly embittered and angered about being trapped in an environment which is not particularly conducive to social distancing, to be trapped in an environment which is, you know, not that sanitary and healthy, and you're telling me I have to stay there. Uh, and you want me to stay there for how long? Oh, you can't tell me that because you don't know how long this thing is going to last. So change my perspective on it. And I think that would be a very noble cause for the advertising industry. Take me through your hero, if you would, Andy. Um, yes, well, again, as I said, I, I took a slightly wider view of things. And um, I've stumbled, I don't quite know why, upon um, an advertisement that's uh, over 100 years old but which is often celebrated as the, as the world's best piece of advertising, certainly the world's best piece of direct marketing advertising, i.e. selling off the page. And what caught my eye and, and, and reminded me of the ad, because I had seen it before, 
was this wonderful headline that said, they laughed when I sat down at the piano, but when I started to play, and in fact, there are echoes of the, of the uh, motivation of, about zeros, which I'll come back to in a moment. But what, what this was selling was, it was the US Music School, I think from memory, um, selling a, a, uh, an educational kit or program that was going to teach you to become a great pianist. And it's a lovely long story, which we sadly don't have time to get into, about how um, Arthur, at this, at this dinner party in the 1920s, had just played a piece of Beethoven brilliantly, and everyone, everyone at the party was, was throwing themselves into his lap and, and clapping and, and applauding. And uh, our hero uh, at that moment, Jack, gets up from his place uh, at the party and moves towards the piano, causing huge outbursts of, of ribaldry and, and, uh, and mocking. But of course, what they didn't know, although, I mean, Arthur, Arthur the pianist was even asked, can he really play, a girl whispered? Heavens me, Arthur exclaimed. He never played a note in his life. And then he steps up and he dazzles the audience with an absolute virtuoso piano performance. And that really is, again, an advertisement that understands that you have to go beyond knowledge. He didn't, he didn't uh, succeed because he knew the notes. He succeeded because he, in some way, transcended the, the mechanisms of playing the piano and, and got emotionally hooked and involved. And this particular advertisement from 1927, written by a famous, uh, or, or to become famous, copywriter John Caples, uh, was astonishingly successful. And um, so if I, after all that, go back to the, the headline, they laughed when I sat down at the piano. As I thought about that, I thought, actually, there's someone closer to home in one sense who um, that you could say that again about, that uh, they laughed when. And if you look at the brands that he was instrumental uh, or a major player in, PlayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, the boring company, <laughs> in every case, it's been a triumph for Elon Musk in terms of his vision, his creativity, his conviction, um, because all of those, uh, those, those brands were, were really category creators. There was no, no roadmap, no model. No one had, had really worked out how to build a, a totally electric car in, in volume. He did half a million last year. Um, nobody had really worked out how to do that. I mean, that extraordinary visual image of those Falcon X rockets uh, reverse landing, if you like, onto their onto their, their launch pad or onto the, the recovery pad. I mean, that's incredible stuff. And only by sustaining a view that even if people did laugh at him when he sat down at the piano, so what? He would carry on. And I think that as a hero and a role model for the year ahead in terms of those issues, as, as I say, of vision, of creativity, of, uh, uh, of conviction. Uh, I think he is a worthy role model and one that we should start the year by saying he's our, he's our uh, hero and uh, we hope he, does, he gets uh, to be sitting in that same uh, seat many, many times over the course of the year. He, you know, I, and again, he became the world's richest man, which I'm sure at Christmas time was a lovely achievement for him, Andy. But to be named a hero by Andy Rice, I think, is far greater reward than all of the wealth in the world. All of the Tesla shares that you can shake a hero's award from Andy Rice at. And Andy Rice, thank you very much indeed. The first crossing of 2021, our branding and advertising expert, Andy Rice.